Look at the timing on Josh Helmer. Look at the timing. Welcome into the Plank Show. We are live today from the Brown O'Haver Studios at uh, 1500 Ref Radio Way. I don't know. Is that the name of our street? Does this include Boyd Street? Thank you. Luann Cookman swinging by. We haven't had our post-NASCAR breakdown yet. We shall in the next commercial break. Oh! Looky, did you get a haircut? Or is is it just you're not wearing a hat today? Josh Helmer looking down. Da- I haven't seen you as well in probably, what, like a week it seems like? It, it's been a minute. It, yeah, it has been a little bit. And at some point last week, okay. yes, I did get a haircut. I What day was it? I don't remember. <laughs> the, I figured just off the top of my head here. The last day I think was in I was in studio was a week ago today. I think that's right. Because what we had the remote Wednesday, we went uh to the United Day of Giving on Thursday. Friday was an S show for me. But at least everybody knew it was coming this time. Dude, I listen, I this is the greatest job I've ever had. You know, the, the well, maybe I should rephrase that. The series of jobs that I have, like being the play-by-play voice for Sooner Softball is the greatest job I've ever had. This show, greatest job I've ever had. Fox Sports, Series XM, great jobs. But the schedules are all starting to collide with each other. <laughs> I need everything to stay the way it was like a year ago at this time, okay? Where everything fits into a nice little structured thing. For instance, as I just talked about with Toby, the uh, concerns over the weather that's rolling in on Wednesday has led us to getting out of here on for some Tuesday and for the rest of us on Wednesday morning. Because, and I don't know, Josh, the weathermen have kind of been on a heater recently where they aren't getting a lot of things wrong in these winter weather projections. So we are due for a swing and a miss, right? I mean, the due factor is high for one of these, we're going to have a big weather storm and nothing happening. Timing does feel like it's setting up sure. for blizzardy projections that don't quite materialize. Mm. But we're, we're being smart, and I say this, Diamond Sports, OU Baseball and Softball, have two of the best, if not the best, director directors of ops or director of ops. Anyway, two of the best in Ryan Gaines and Jackie Livingston. Ryan does baseball and has for years, and he's a stud. Jackie does softball, and her and I started in 16. So her first year was my first year, though she was also a, what, Jackie, like a grad assistant with the team, helped out whenever she was in school. So it's kind of cool because Jackie knows most of the nuances and weird things in my schedule. Uh, and, and each of the director of ops have, what's it called? Like, not interns, but they have understudies, right? Uh, Dylan Stanley was the understudy of Ryan Gaines, and he's doing incredible things for the OU club. And Kylie Lundberg is the understudy for Jackie right now. But I have to wonder, Josh, I'm getting a lot more texts from Kylie than I am Jackie. Does this mean that Jackie has pawned me off on Kylie and said, you deal with this high-maintenance radio guy 
I'll take care of everything else. It would appear that that has been prioritized in such a way. I mean, it hurts a little bit. I won't lie. hurts a little bit. But So, a a weird schedule this week, but uh, I'll be with you Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is what it's looking like right now. And Thursday, Friday, we'll be with the team, hopefully on Thursday morning from Palm Springs, maybe Thursday morning from Los Angeles. We'll all find out together. Uh, We'll all find out together. Exciting things happening. Well, I mean, I don't know how much people care about it, but essentially, if we can get in the hotel that we're staying at, on Thursday, then we're going to stay there. If not, we'll head on Thursday night. It's a lot of dots to connect. A lot of I's need to be dotted. T's need to be crossed. People much smarter than your boy have to figure this all out. So fun weekend. Ahead. How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? It, it was good. Good. Let's see. Trey Young jersey retirement Friday was. That looked awesome. Was pretty cool. Saturday was a good day. Did you um? Did you spend as much time as you should have reaping uh, and and heaping the praises on me for calling the over on Jocelyn's home run total for this weekend? Oh, I think pretty much everybody I bumped into. That was it. Was the talk of the town, right? And and here's the thing: my weekend was spent in Houston. I, I do want to give a quick thank you to Love's Travel Stops and. Fowler Toyota. In fact, I've got a. Do you see my ride out there? It's pretty sweet. I've got a Toyota, a Toyota. I've got a Toyota Venza out there. Inc- incredible gas mileage. I've never driven a hybrid before in my life. And it's got some juice, man. I mean, not like I was going over the speed limit, but thanks to Dallas and his crew at Fowler. So I drove down. After the show on Thursday, and then just immersed myself in Sooner softball over the weekend, and I mean it was a it was a butt whip, and I can't think of any other way to put it. I mean they just went out there and they flat out dominated. But I won't lie to you, Josh. What was did we set the what did you say three and a half that you set the over under at three and a half? And I said I take the under. I think she hits four home runs this weekend. Well, I was wrong. She hit five, but. On Friday, you noticed it was incredibly quiet from me in our group chat slash text message because I was a wee, a wee bit worried about that overhitting because, well, it, it, it wasn't necessarily going so well at the plate for Jossie. Now, listen, she was hitting the ball, but holy smokes did things come to life on Saturday. It was the most home runs that Jocelyn Allo has hit in one day. Four home runs. It was the ninth and tenth times that she's hit two home runs in a game. She tied and then eventually on Sunday broke the career RBI. No, by the way, I got some dude. I don't know if he just has entirely too much free time, but every so often, just because it seems odd to not say RBIs, but it's it's incorrect English. It's the because it's runs batted in, not run batted ins. And I think most of my life I've I've gone back and forth. And every time I say RBIs, right, you would have thought I assaulted his family. <laughs> RBI, dummy. And it's four followers. And it triggers me. I'm like, yeah, I, it's going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just, it's ingrained in my brain. It was, who was the, 
who was the big guy for OU basketball a couple years ago to where you, you would say his name and you had it right, but then when you saw it spelled in a box score, you, you, I would always mispronounce it. Oh, because it was spe- spelled weird. Shagwa is a great example now. You know, Ethan, Ethan Shagwa is the guy that I watch, but if I see his name in a box score, I'm like, the shark. Oh, Sh- Shagwa. Shagwa, yeah. So it's got to happen, dude. Chill. But the RBI record became hers for OU, but tied it on Saturday. And then, and then, just an absolute bomb to set the record. Um, can I give you a couple behind-the-scenes things that kind of peeved me off? <laughs> yeah. Houston's game management and coaches were – they were not as excited about the record being broken as we were, <laughs> or at least being tied. Um, I, I, I will say I think, I think that the big mistake that was made – just this is my opinion – is not having someone standing out there just to be safe. Now, it might have been irrelevant, Josh, because it cleared the entire stadium. And not just the stadium, but the facility. It left the facility. So that was a little bit frustrating. And again, like I said, I don't know if having someone out there would have made a difference because there's a second fence behind the wall and it cleared that which is why it's currently in a storm drain somewhere in downtown Houston rolling around with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The two people that got that, you're welcome. But I just, I I don't know about you, but I think for a program, like an upstart program, when it's not, you, you would kind of embrace a moment like this happening on your field, but they, they did not. Uh, and number two, I, I fancy myself calm person when it comes to people that make me mad, right? I'm not, you and I, we, we never get crossways, but there'll be people up here, Drake, just kidding, that you, that sometimes you might have a disagreement with, I'll get masked, and then I'm fine. What's the the drop that Fred plays on the Howard Stern show? It's kind of like me. It's like Arnie's bear down thing. That's how I, I get that, and then I'm fine. But I wanted to fight the Texas State fans, every single one of them. I was ready to go. Have you ever heard the play-by-play cut of the broadcaster that's calling a game and he's in the press box and he's getting mad at the officials and someone says something and he stops and he goes, and I will fight you. I've got to find Have you ever heard that before? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm finding that. We're playing that during the break. Dude, these people – and again, there was – if you if you follow me on Twitter, you noticed this morning that I retweeted a picture of one of the um, Texas State fans that had sent me the video. He came by, he said, "Hey man, I got a great video of this. I just you guys want it?" I was like, "Sure." So I got it, sent it to Grant and Patrick, and then when they didn't want anything to do with it, I went clout chasing for myself. So I posted it, Patrick, and gave him the credit. But he was the only nice one. Oh my gosh. You would have thought Texas State was rolling in there as the number two team in the country the way that they were acting. Did you get to listen? Now, again, I won't be offended if you didn't. It was Sunday morning at 10 a.m. But did you get to listen or watch any of that? Oh, yeah. Could you hear them? Or was it just because I was there, I could hear them more clearly? Probably because you were there. Bro, 
I, Jordy Ball, her first pitch was illegal. They didn't call it. But after that, every pitch was legal. And, again, she gets some juice because she has some juice. So she explodes off the rubber. Explodes. But I pull out the binoculars and I'm watching. I'm watching every single every single pitch. I'm watching her feet. Legal. And this dude is back there going, illegal pitch! Illegal <laughs> pitch! Okay, that, that I was... That was the over-the-top moment. That's where I – and you can – I think if Patrick wasn't there, I might have said something. I literally almost gave him my binoculars and said, here, dude, watch your feet, and then shut the hell up because we're throwing down right now. And then there was a lady that was standing right next to us. And in the first inning, I think um, Jen Rocha comes out to talk to Nicole May and – what, what was my joke with Toby? Nicole May gave up a hit, so it's like she's struggling. And this this lady is standing there. It's like, leave her in. Leave her in. And she was – and it wasn't – I mean, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. It wasn't like some ugly over – I mean, this was – an she was an athlete. And she's, leave her in. Leave her in. And I'm like, we're in the first – you just – you got it. So what you're saying is it's not who you would stereotypically – Profile right. to be yelling angry stuff, and and then what kind of message is that when a pitcher gave up a hit and you know she's not getting taken out of the game, and you yell leave her in, and then she strikes out the next two batters. I just ah Arr. so angry. Folks are saying they could hear it on the broadcast. Could they? The okay, dude, I was mad, but you know what? You know what? Calm me down. How would Toby say this? First inning, a bloop and a blast. First inning, a bloop and a blast. Second inning, bloop and a blast. Fifth inning, a bloop and a blast. Pull up your hands. Hour 40 minutes. Get in the car. Smile. Drive back to Norman. 10 and 0. That's that's what did it for me. Oh. I was angry, man. It's like (laughs) I. I take it personal because I'm listen, I'm my son's gonna be a freshman in college next year. So when I say there's kind of this side of me that looks at him as that could be my daughter out there. But I and I also know all of their parents. And all of their parents are super nice people who would never say anything like that to an opposing team. Never. They would you would never hear an Oklahoma parent or even a fan, whenever a pitching coach or someone comes out saying, leave her in there, leave her in there. Right now, we would yell illegal pitch at Kelly Barnhill all the time, but she was cheating. So I, I guess I guess I looked at it, and I take it personal because it to me, it's like a shot at this incredible group of women that I'm here to stand up for if you have punk-ass fans acting the way the Texas State was. I'm so mad, dude. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Typically, the scoreboard's going to take care of any of that nonsense. I got to find this. I will fight you, play-by-play guy. I mean, it was a staple of the big show back in the day, but let's go. Let's go. I think I have heard it now that you mentioned it a couple of times. Either I'll find it or someone will tweet at me. Um, 
during the show. Matter of fact, I think you've played it for me Have I? in the past on this show. That's how I felt. I mean, I'm just standing. And, and here's the other thing. This is the second week in a row. The second week in a row that you have this massive, amazing press box. And it's like, uh, seats taken. Can I be in this? Seats taken. All right, how about this booth over here? Seats taken. So I'm just stuck sitting out. Which, again, I love sitting outside. If you gave me my druthers, I'd rather sit outside. But not when it's 30 degrees and there's a north wind blowing right in my face. Not when there's a massive press box in Irvine, California, for two dudes to sit in and watch the whole tournament. Ah, right, I'm better now. But it was it was a fun weekend, dude. It was a fun weekend. I probably don't need to be on the concourse anymore with Texas State fans, but you know, well, we made it through. We made it through the weekend. We got back here today. Um, coming up on the show today, we're going to recap the Daytona 500. Or um, uh, we got some sponsors that are going to roll in and help us out. Love the dudes. From, um, oh gosh, why did I just blank on who's coming in with us? We're going to talk some NASCAR later on in the program. And when we come back, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about. I want to hit on, I want to hit on Jocelyn Allo and what she has been able to accomplish. I want to talk about this softball team and what they've done so far this year. Baseball got off to a, what I think was a really good start this week and tough one for men's and women's basketball. And yet for some reason, Josh, I, I keep, getting pulled back into football conversations because now everyone else has done screwed up because as Andy Staples writes, the SEC might just look at it and say, we never really wanted to expand the playoffs anyway, so y'all go do your own thing. We're good. What could be the ramifications of delaying playoff expansion? And how might it affect Oklahoma in the long run? Plus, a near Donnybrook in the handshake line be, or it was a Donnybrook between Michigan and Wisconsin, and the fascinating amount of people defending Jawan Howard. It's all coming up. Plus your calls at 405-329-9000 right here on The Plank Show. All right, welcome back into The Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Did you – um? can we carve out some time to talk about Braun, LeBron James too? Because I'm kind of triggered by it all. I won't lie. It's like, and, and by the way, I will say I'm very much in my skin as a Laker fan on this. Not anything necessarily negative, negative towards building up Sam Presti, though. He did talk about draft picks from like a decade ago. Didn't see him bragging too terribly much about the Pokashevsky pick. But anyway. who was? I was looking at Thunder draft history. There's... um. There's a few whiffs in there, Josh. But I would take Sam's draft history and take it to the bank. I don't know how a question about Josh Giddy turns to bragging about Sam Presti unless either, A, he's trying to set the slide for Bronny to end up in Oklahoma City and him finish his career here, or B, he's sending a message to the Lakers to go get Sam Presti. I don't, I don't know. Though, wouldn't it kind of suck to – for Sam to go through all this and go somewhere else, I think he's here. I don't think he's going anywhere. So I, I've been trying to read through the uh, the tea leaves on that one a little bit. Yeah, that was curious for sure. If you don't know – sorry, I had to take a drink of my smoothie there. If you don't know what we're talking about, 
LeBron James, and I don't know how you couldn't because every single Oklahoma City Thunder reporter tweeted it a thousand times last night. But LeBron James was asked about Josh Giddy and said the real MVP is Sam Presti. I know someone coming up at 2 p.m. today, Josh, that vehemently disagrees, or 3 p.m. today with Teddy, that vehemently disagrees with that. Teddy Lehman might actually want to fight LeBron James over that take. But anyway, I, I want to get to a little bit later on in the show. And how about this number? Toby asked a question during the crossover. Do the Sooners have more home runs as a team than hits they've given up this yes. season? The answer is a resounding yes. 25 home runs to just 18 hits allowed in 10 games. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible right now. And I know, listen, this this weekend, I whoa, look at that. Is it who who put that out? Is Seth, that Seth? I like yeah, Seth. Seth Oliveras. I don't know if I've ever met Seth in person, but I like him. Um unanimous number one in the nation. Though I <laughs> Sooner fans are really good at Twittering. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but some random Florida State dude tweeted that Florida State should be number one in college softball. Oof. Bad move, bro. But you know what I say when people say stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Let's go with that. I almost retweeted it and said, I think he's right. Because let's say stupid stuff and give Oklahoma more of a reason to put a chip on their shoulder. This team thrives when you doubt them. So, yeah, let it go. But unanimous number one, 10-0, 95 runs scored, two allowed. They're both unearned. Eight shutouts, eight run rule wins, six straight run rule wins, which is second most in program history, 25 home runs, and a 12-game active win streak that dates back to the last two games of the championship series of the Women's College World Series. You know what was the wild stat from Jocelyn Allo's weekend that all the stats that you mentioned, the one that – you didn't touch on it was the first time in her career that she had back-to-back two home two home run games I know because <laughs> you would think oh she's had tons of those no no it's uh it was cool on, on the same day done it 10 times right that eventually somewhere in there it, it happened that way but uh that was the first time on Saturday I I, I don't I've seen a little bit of this, not much, and it's coming. uh, I think it's coming from people that don't understand how much Lowe is embracing this. You see a lot of, well, Lauren didn't have an extra year, and this and that. And and, and again, that's understandable, right? But, you know. Lauren Chamberlain's embracing this. And I I even sent her a note and I said, you know, I think it's really cool because if she wanted to, right, and if Jocelyn Allo didn't play for Oklahoma and maybe played for what Katie Malga and Jesse Warren came close, you know, maybe if they had had an extra season, uh, we might have been a little bit more critical and maybe it would be different. But Lauren's so embracing this that I just think it's awesome. I said, her no, and I'm like, you, it's cool because you don't have to. You could say, I was walked 100 more times than Jocelyn Allo, or I played on a bum leg, you know, and she's not. And I just think that's so cool. 
I think I would have a hard time if if my record that I thought wouldn't go anywhere was going to be not just broken, but gosh, Josh, by the time Jocelyn Allo is done, I mean, what, 120 could be? I mean, no player in college softball history has hit 100 home runs in her career. And, I mean, I if if she keeps on this pace, what, like 120? That's that's incredible. To me, I think if you know if Lauren Chamberlain had been healthy, that's what we would be talking about with her. But she battled what low back injuries, leg injuries. So I, I guess my point is, she knows, she she gets it. She she feels the love. I don't think we need to get into these situations. Well, what about this and what about that? Because it's it's an awesome moment that should be embraced and is it's happening to a really cool person. I mean, when I, I when I talked to Lil last night, she said the thing I dig is she's hitting bad pitches out of the park. You know, even did Ty, was it Tyler that had the screenshot or you that showed? It, yeah, it was Tyler that showed where that pitch was that she hit out for ninety five. I mean, that's that's a really good pitch, <laughs> and she's driving it out of the ballpark. Fun weekend, man. Fun weekend to just go and and dominate and. Pack up and head back home. We did have a good weekend to not most of the listeners here, but just for the folks out there, it was a great weekend to learn that maybe, maybe dig into some stats before you start saying, yeah, she had the extra year and this and that because – Oh, the numbers, I mean – Allo's, I mean, it's pretty taking tight. less games than anybody in the top ten. Yeah. I mean, if she – I think this record goes down on Monday. I think, and I I said this to Toby. I think Arizona and Tennessee are going to take a anyone but Allo is going to beat us. Now the great thing for Jocelyn Allo is she is surrounded by the kind of lineup where if you do that, you might still get run ruled. But and then you know what? I don't. I'll be real curious. I haven't had a chance to talk to DJ or Paige yet, but I wonder what the Utah approach is going to be on Sunday, right? That was it was really awesome to be a part of that this weekend, you guys. I hope I, I know there's things that you can drill in and grinch and moan about. Blank, when she hit ninety four, you said ninety three. Yeah, okay. You can get mad about that at me if you want. There was just one camera. This program deserves better. You bet it does. It absolutely does. But Houston was being a bunch of a holes. By the way, the, the Houston people were really nice. I'm kidding. Calm down. I don't need people coming. Did you hear what Plank said about the Cougars? I'm I'm kidding. But, no, they they had a setup, and we just weren't able to use it for our games. So, I mean, give Grant Wade credit. Grant traveled down, set up a camera, and Richard Martis was able to get everything to sync up. It was really a pretty cool operation. So, yeah, there's you, you deserve more camera angles. But we were there. We got to call the game. and We got to see it with our own eyes, and it was special. And there's more special to come this weekend. It's 30 good minutes on softball, Josh. Let's go. All right, um, let's get to the phones. Uh, well, we got a break. Hang in there, True Sooner. I got a couple lines open for you as well at 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. Hit us up on the law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. Also, the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Six five one three four three nine. If you're like me and you'd rather uh, text than call the show, 
405-651-3439. Hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. Call Mark and test at 405-735-1167. So Plank Show right here on The Ref. Did you uh, take in the All-Star Game festivities or nah? I had it on in here, but I was producing baseball. so. Oh, you did baseball this weekend? Yes. How'd that go? It was good. I mean, Saturday, obviously, wasn't a lot of fun. but Saturday is one of those where you can't get out of the post-game show quick enough, right? It's like, all right, um, we'll be right back after this. Here's a look at the box score. We'll be right back after this. And now the schedule ahead. Good night. I can feel that. But I – what is this show that's on right now? First things first? Who are these people? First things oh, first. Oh, that's your boy Nick, Nick Wright, Wright, isn't it? Yeah. There's like eight analysts on this thing. What are they doing? Analyzing. I guess so. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the three-point competition. I, like most of you, couldn't stand the dunk competition. Yeah, it sounded like it was a real dud. It was a dud. But I, I kind of like the the futures game that they did. I thought that was fun. I don't think in a NBA All Star Weekend needs fixing by any stretch of the imagination. But I just think everyone needs to kind of reset their expectations. Where it's hey, this is what it is. It's a weekend where the dudes are going to have fun. They're not necessarily going to play true basketball until it gets down to like the final two minutes of a quarter. Then they might get after it a little bit. Might. Final eight minutes of the game or when they're going for the target score. Right, right, in the Elam ending. So I I don't come to you with too much outrage from the All-Star weekend. But I, I am fascinated by this post-game dust-up between Wisconsin and Michigan. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Anything else you want to get to before we hit the phones? Anything else kind of caught your eye for the weekend? I'd also like to sound off a little bit on Michigan-Wisconsin. All right. Well, we'll do it coming up in a bit. Uh, but let's go to the phones. 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000. First up, why not? True Sooner is in the house. What's going on, True? Hey, thanks for checking in and tuning in this weekend, man. I appreciate it. Well, you know, this us old guys, we, we figure new things out all the time, and I just figured out how to do that. Well uh, done. So. <laughs> hey, uh, happy President's Day, you know, so that's – off today, so that's, that's pretty nice. There you go. Uh, you know, take a mom, take a mom out. You know, hey, uh, I was going to tell you, th- you know, I appreciated your, uh, your your coverage was really good this weekend. By the way, I know it wasn't the most ideal uh, situation for you. Oh, it was. Uh, I was but, fine. But it was, you know, you 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 know, you don't lead on very much that it was how miserable it was. But I, I, I really, I, mean, well, I heard you talk about it. The, the, kind of, but, but, let, let's yeah. make this clear, just in case Coach uh, happened to just tune in. The only thing that was miserable was standing in a wind tunnel on Friday. With, with I am wind burned today because of where yeah. we were and where we were set up. But everything about uh, the team, the travel's fantastic, man. It couldn't be better. Houston, uh, and just like in Irvine, you have these massive booths and uh, you don't use them. So, I, I mean, I'm just like, hey, we're, we're out of here. Hey, we, we, we could sit in there, but it is what it is. Right. So I was going to ask you, are you surprised now? And, and I don't know, you know, if, if it's the, the, how, you, how you summarize the, the group of teams I'm talking about or conferences I'm talking about, but are you surprised about the direction 
that, that this this group keeps pushing away from the playoffs, the 12 team playoffs, and basically, I guess they came out with a they came out with a a, a statement this last weekend saying that basically they passed up on 450 million dollars uh, because they're not going to let this thing expand until 2026. I guess is what they're saying. I mean, I guess that's in some ways it's it's good for Oklahoma because they have a little bit more time to kind of play in the Big 12 and get to the Final Four with the four-team tournament and all that kind of stuff. But are you surprised that these teams continue these to take their ball and go home and like are turning their back on that much cash? Yes. I, I and and here's the thing. Here's the thing, True Sooner and Josh. I wonder if you feel the same way. This is still. We're going to show you for Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. We're going to show you, and we're going to block this playoff expansion. To which the SEC has basically said, we're fine staying at four. Yeah, we never necessarily <laughs> wanted to expand in, in the first place. I mean, they've, they've won the national title five times in the eight seasons of the four-team playoffs. It, it had an all-SEC national title game in a quarter of those seasons, I mean, they they have no reason to want to change the playoffs. So, and again, if the the Pac-12 is the one that true sooner angers me the most, they come out and they have this confident statement: "We are all together in supporting all twelve proposals. We're the only conference that supports all twelve proposals." And then when it comes time to vote. They, they, they vote against playoff expansion because of the uncertainty about the Rose Bowl? So I, I don't know, man. I I am very triggered by this to the point where I'm like, hey, just stay at four. You know, just stay at four. The SEC will continue to dominate. You won't get expanded playoffs. The Pac-12, the Big Ten, uh, the Big 12, the ACC will have seasons where they're going to miss the playoffs because they're being too stubborn to expand the playoffs. I, I, it doesn't what? make any sense to me. What blows me away is that cooler heads aren't prevailing here to some extent. And and the fact that, so what if the SEC gets four or five teams in there? There's going to be seven opportunities for you guys that never get the, uh, the, the, pack, the pack 10, pack 12. You're going to have opportunities now to get in there and make some of that money. But yet, it's more important to you to be pissed at OU in Texas and the SEC than to to go collect your money. I mean, I, you know, money usually prevails. You know, it, it usually you follow the dollar, but I just can't believe that some of these athletic directors or, or presidents, I guess would be the right call, would be looking at these guys going, hey, we got a chance to make this much more money because I, it just, I, I can't believe it's actually going to go that far. I'm with you. I can't believe it either. And uh, True Sooner, I appreciate your phone call. I'll see you, man. Did you, right. see, did you see what Andy Staples theorized this morning? No, what did he have to uh, say? So he's kind of done the same mental gymnastics that we have. And, Brian, I'm going to be quick on this, and I'll get right to your call because I want to go more in-depth tomorrow, or, uh, next hour. But his idea is maybe the SEC says, all right, well, we're just going to have our own playoff. We're just going to have our own playoff. And the SEC could still play non-conference regular season games against teams from other conferences. But come the postseason, the 16-team SEC stages its own 6-8 to team postseason tournament. Quarterfinals could be played on campus. The semifinals could be played on campus. 
and then Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, or Miami could fight over who hosts, uh, hosts the other final. And, I mean, your SEC champion, you could say, would play one or the other, but or, or they just crown themselves champs. It's a fascinating thought. We'll drill deeper next hour. Let me get Brian in here real quick. I know we're up against it, but I don't want Brian to have to wait. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, uh, quickly about the football thing, I think you're right in a nutshell. Um, I think you're five. The new deal away from the SEC saying, you know what, we're just going to have our own championship, yeah. and the rest of you can just do what you want. And eventually, their champion is going to want to play the SEC champion and then do it that way, eventually. But it's going to be def- uh, divisive, like this country is, and that's just the world we live in now, unfortunately. All right, moving on to softball. Um, great great weekend. Um, first off, um, actually, I understand where that – Florida State uh, tweeter was was was, was sure. coming from right because they're ten and zero and they played the toughest schedule and if it were reversed, OU fan would be losing the their play. minds. Absolutely, they swept right. through the St. Pete Clearwater Invitational too. Yeah, they did. Now it doesn't mean they're better than Oklahoma. It just means they have a right to say, "Hey, we think we might be," but you know what? In the end, they're going to play it out in June anyway. I believe so. Um, all right, a couple other things uh, about the team. And this is one of those we may have agreed to disagree with. I'm not sure. But what do you think of Patty's proverbial leash is for Donahue? I know she was a hero last year, but she can't hit anything right now. And Grace Green and others, you, you can move around. Burrito could move Taylor Snow to the outfield. You can make it a, even a much better offensive team, especially at the bottom of the order. What do you think that is uh, going to hold going well, forward? I, I think it's a great question, um, and I appreciate the phone call. I think that leash for, and I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the, I understand what you're saying. I know some people get triggered by terms, but when he says the leash, the point is, hey, how longer before she gets taken out of the game or out of the lineup? I, I think it's short for everyone outside of maybe Jocelyn Allo. Grace Green sat down last Sunday. Kenzie Hansen wasn't in the starting lineup. I mean, I, I, it's a, I don't disagree with you, but I think it's the case for everyone. If you don't hit, you're not going to play. It's that simple. If you make an error or you struggle in the field, you're not going to play. That expectation level is really high. But hey, listen, it's a really good question. Let me, let me dive into a little bit more in depth to wrap up our number one next right here on the plank show good stuff on the phones keep them coming 405-329-9000 i also jake if you're listening this is all your fault i also on friday night discovered my new favorite follow on the gram um <laughs> it is let me make sure i, I get his handle right um, let's see, most recently, what last interacted with, most shown in feet. Anyway, there is one of the staff members, I think, equipment staff dudes, who basically plays EA college sports and puts it online and does the play-by-play while it's going on. And it is nice. I can't, I can't get enough of it. I'm watching old videos now of it. Every touchdown gets an oh mama too, and he's created players. I think he turns off penalties and sacks the quarterback so you're never off sides. 
It's like the quarterback snaps the ball and then he's sacked. <laughs> but I'm here for it. So that was my that was my Friday night. It was fun. Good to, and saw neighbor. I haven't seen neighbors in a long time. Good flick. Yeah, that has one of my favorite scenes of all time where Zach Efron and Seth Rogen are discussing who is Batman in their eyes. Which actor? Yeah, I like that. And then I also like the scene where they had put the uh, uh, airbag from the car in his office chair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so like, good. That is so Boom! Every single player to uh, Brian's phone call, every player knows that they've got a hit. Kinsey Hansen didn't start a game on Sunday, last uh, two Sundays ago, I guess now. Grace Lyons didn't start. You got a hit to get in this lineup. And you're seeing Alyssa Brito push. You're seeing Grace Green, as you eloquently pointed out, Brian, push for playing time. I don't think that there is established starters. Now, Lou is a really good defensive player. She's really good out there. So you're going to see her get some opportunities because of how good she is defensively. I mean, I think right now the battle's in left field. Left field and first base. Brito or Donahue Donahue in left field. Um, a myriad of players over at first, including Taylor Snow. This depth is just silly for this team. A lot of softball today. It's the Plank Show.